Esteemed listeners of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, as we are going to contact um, Mufti Hassan, that is Mufti Hassan Ali Suleiman, inshallah, will be discussing a few aspects the virtues of Jumma, what we should be doing on Jumma, as well as other hard hitting issues such as uh, Saudi Arabia, what is happening there. Uh, we're going to be discussing all of this, inshallah, in a moment. Today, our engineer is Mr. Lucky and he's filling in for Bonface. So, this will be in a few more mo- moments. Remember, Mufti Hassan Ali Suleiman is in Pakistan currently. Uh, he was born and bred in New York, and then, or in New York, yes, and then he moved to Pakistan. And a major and interesting story incident about his life how from a revert he becomes a mufti, and then so, um, you know, 68 years of age, mashallah, but you will never ever say. So, inshallah, we will be connecting with Mufti Sap in a moment, and I believe um, Mufti Sap is on with us. Mufti Sap, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam. How's everything today? Alhamdulillah, I can hear you much, much clearer than yesterday. Good, good. Alhamdulillah, we have a better connection. Alhamdulillah. Mufti Sahib, um, today, the day of Jummah, what, what are the virtues of Jummah? Out of the seven days that Allah has created in a week, um, Jummah is the best day. Okay? Um, the sun shines best on Jummah. Um, our father Adam Salam was created on Jummah, placed in Jannah on Jummah. Qiyamah will be uh, on Jummah, um, the auspicious day, um, one where we should uh, pray uh, we'll pray a lot of darud on the Prophet Okay, um, our Imam, you know, over here, he suggests that we do at least a thousand uh, darud Sharif on Friday. Um, read Surah Kaf, okay, uh, last night. Uh, we should have read uh, Surah Dukan. Uh, use miswak today. Uh, use perfume today. Wear nice, clean clothes for Juma. Get to Juma early to listen to the kutbah. Uh, and um, a lot of dua and istighfar. There's a time on Juma that, um, uh, that the dua is answered. We don't necessarily know, but most uh, most uh, ulama believe that it is between Zohar, I mean between uh, Asr and Maghrib. Uh, so closing out the day just before Maghrib, making a lot of du'a is big far. It's a very important day, obviously. Mufti mm. uh, currently in the world we are seeing um, Saudi Arabia doesn't surprise us once again. Um, they having a, tomorrow will be a, another music festival, and they are calling the Colombian. Her name is Shakira, so she's going to be there, and this is all under the nose of uh, the Crown Prince, so-called, and Prime Minister MBS. All this is taking place in our lands, which we would say is the hub of Islam. Mufti Sab, what's your comments on this? 
Well, the, the clown prince, not crown prince, <laughs> uh, the clown prince yes. uh, in the S. He's doing what he's been doing ever since he's he's gotten into power. Um, these people are not even close to Islam. They're far from Islam. Uh, so they, they are in love with the with the West. Um, they said he's taken over now, and the majority of the people are under 30 or around 30 years of age in Saudi. And uh, allegedly, allegedly, they, they want change. Um, so they, they didn't like uh, the little conservatism that they had in Saudi. Uh, and, uh, and so they, they want that freedom. They want the West. Uh, they, they always wanted it in their heart. And now uh, it's evident. It's, it's from the top down. Allah didn't give them a king uh, that wants modernism unless the rest of the people wanted it also. Uh, so our rulers are a reflection of our deeds, of what we want and what we do. And those people there, uh, that's pretty much what they want. Uh, the, the people in Saudi, this is what they want. So Allah has given them what they want. Hmm. They'll regret it later, but this is what they want now. So it's not surprising. It's not surprising. Mm. Uh, Bravos have been opened up in Saudi and uh, wi open wine drinking and dating and things like this. Mm. Women making Hajj Umrah without uh, methylam and able to uh, check into hotels without without a methylam. Single women can go into hotels now. So it's, mm. I mean, it's expected. Muftisab, there's a question also, you from the U.S. Um, I recall it was more or less about 2007, 2008. So I just, not that I'm proud about it, but I'm just saying it was matric. And after that, I was deciding what to do. So some people like um, advised me, why don't you go to America and see, explore a little bit, go for a few months because we have some family friends there. So... During that time, so it's a, a whole long process here in South Africa. You've got to buy a SIM card. After you buy that SIM card alone, that time was about 250, 300 rands. Then from there, they give you instructions, do this next. Then after you do that step, you have to do this. And we did everything, tried to do everything. And then you have to go to the U.S. Embassy. Yeah, it was in South Africa, here by Kilani. So that time. So when we went in, they, you wait in a long queue and then... You just get to the front, and the, I think he was a Jew, must have been a Jew. He just looks on his screen, he asked me like two, three questions, simple questions. I gave like two, three, one word. They say you must just give one word answers. Don't give too much information, and don't act too uh, clever. You just answer what they ask you. So I did that. He just looked at me, he said, sorry, your your." It's your request has been decli declined and you cannot go. So I, I usually you like, but I did so much just to try to get to this. And you just tell me I can't go. But they have all their guards. They were shotguns and this and that. So you just have to walk out and it's quite embarrassing. I mean, so I'm saying I make sure that I didn't end up there because probably the love of the U.S. would enter. Since you were, you were, here's the question, since you were in the U.S. and you moved to Pakistan, how much of 
difference what difference was it because you've seen and we've always heard this that the fitan hits 100 times harder and it starts off in the US and then it comes down is this true well I, I tell people here, people can't uh, understand, uh, the Muslims here, the Pakistanis, they can't understand how I, I would want to come here and um, and even stay here. I just met someone the other night uh, who was surprised that I've been here for 30 years. Um, but I, I tell the people like this, that uh, is, is there an effect of America on Pakistan? And uh, people, they don't understand my question. I, I said, but America is 10,000 miles away from Pakistan. And how do the people here dress? Do they dress like Americans? Yes. Do they look at American movies? Yes. American music? Yes. Okay. They try to speak English like Americans? Yes. Okay. Now, look at the effect that America is having on such a distance, hmm. uh, like 10,000 miles away. Imagine if you lived there. Do mm. you think you'd be able to keep your Muslim identity while you were there? Mm. Uh, when you're 10,000 miles away and you're struggling, all right? How many of us are clean-shaven? Because they are clean-shaven in the West. How many of us smoke cigarettes? Because they smoke cigarettes in the West. You see my point? Mm. Uh, so you, you were fortunate. Uh, they, they, ref they, uh, they refuse you. Um, it's a difficult test to go from a place that, uh, well, in Pakistan, it's a little bit different. 97% Muslim in Pakistan. And it's 99% Kafa in America. There's a big difference, okay, uh, as far as um, the numbers of people, all right? The environment is pretty much the same, though, okay? You hear music out here in the streets in, in Pakistan. And uh, you, you hear music in America, all right? But you don't hear Urdu music in, in America. You hear English music, all right? Hmm. Uh, so um, your South Africa is a little bit different because you're not in a Muslim-majority country, okay? Hmm. Uh, but even still, your percentage is a little bit higher than our percentage. We don't have very large communities until recently uh, that are only Muslim. I think it's like one Muslim mayor, okay, in America. Uh, so it, it, it's difficult to keep your thoughts on Dean and Iman in America uh, because of the, basically because of the environment. The, the environment here in Pakistan is close to America, but it's different because there are so many Muslims here. You take away the, the Muslims here, all right, and it'll be exactly the same. And probably in, in South Africa, um, even the South Africans are probably trying to catch the Americans and what some of the things that the Americans do. Uh, so to protect your iman and being in America is very difficult. It takes a lot of strong will, okay? And if you go with a family, then if you survive... Okay, uh, you're still able to keep up your five-time namaz and you, you keep your rosa and Ramadan and everything, all right? Doing at least the minimum, the fart, just doing the fart. If you can maintain that, uh, you're doing well, but you lose your wife. 
If you don't lose your wife, you lose your children. And if you don't lose your children or your wife, the next generation, your grandchildren, they'll be gone. Hmm. All right? No more than three generations can last in America or England or any other Australia or any other Western country like that. Three generations is the maximum. Hmm. Okay? And some some people get destroyed the first generation. Sure. Okay, because of the the, the environment, it's, it's all the environment. Mm. And it's uh, as you mentioned, like you've get you get your prime ministers, your leaders, but it, maybe you'll get a Muslim. Like in London, you have Sadiq Khan, Sadiq Khan, but he's uh, so you think Sadiq that means a truthful person, supposedly. But then you find him standing and marching for the LB, uh, LGBTQs. So, how, how, what kind of difference does this make when you actually, you just have a Muslim name, and we've seen this so many times, in so many occasions, Muslim names. So you get happy because you think that they are going to present Islam, but in fact they do the opposite, and they in fact embed with everything that the West wants. Um, Muftisab, is this also the same in Pakistan currently? Yeah. Um, again, Allah doesn't change his sunnah. Uh, Allah is not, not going to give um, people who are like 90%, 90% don't pray. Yes? Mm. Uh, he's not going to give us someone like uh, Umar ibn Abdulaziz, mm. um, you know, to rule over us. You, you look at Pakistan, and like again, ninety nine percent don't pray, and so many men clean shaven and women that are not doing proper prayer and what have you. So look at the prime ministers, and we cheat in business, okay? Rich what you know, think? If you want something to get through, you have to pay a bribe, okay? Here in Pakistan, all right, where merit uh, is put in the second tier, not the first tier. It's not. It's not at the top. All right, bribery is number one here. So now let's look at the the prime ministers that we've had recently. All right, Nawaz Sharif. All right, in, in jail. All right, um, Imran Khan currently in jail. Okay, before him, uh, Asim Sadari, jail. All right, all the leaders have been in jail. Okay, um, so again, Allah gives us leaders according to the people and what they do. So if we were to get someone uh, who was Muslim in America, it, 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 he wouldn't be some pious person. Hmm. All right? Because the, the very few pious people, the majority are not pious, or even close to pious uh, in America. So they had a, a survey in 2019 that said um, they asked the Muslims um, um, American-born Muslims, what's the deal with, what's the situation with same-sex marriage? Is that okay or not? 51%, 51% said there's nothing wrong with same-sex marriage of American-born mm -hmm. Muslims. All right? And that was four, five years ago. Four years ago. Okay? So if we were to get someone to come in, as a, uh, a president or something like that. Well, this is his idea. Hmm. Hmm? Now, we, we know how much, how many times has uh, 
um, um, Malana Desai uh, talked about uh, Obama being Mortad, okay? Barack Obama, mm. okay? Uh, his, his grandmother, while Obama was in office, his grandmother, his father's mother, his maternal grandmother, all right, she did Hajj, okay, at the guest of the Saudi government, Okay, praying at Arafat for her grandson. Mm. All right. Now he, he claimed he's Christian. Mm. Okay? But all of his family from his father's side, they're all Muslims. He had a, a Muwa like his grandfather was like a Muazin. Um he's he went to Madrasa. Okay, Obama went to Madrasa. But when he gets to become president, he says um he's Christian. Okay, so America's already had a Muslim president, Obama, all right? And he's the one that introduced this uh, gay agenda, this, uh, you know, uh, homosexuality and, and everything in America and tried to push it in Africa. What I'm realized, mostly African countries, they, they rejected him, okay, and rejected the move, uh, but... Uh, that, that's the thing. Our life sooner does not change. Mm. Okay? And, and look, look at the position that we're in. Mm. Okay? There's only 6 million, approximately 6 million Jews in Israel, and less than 20 million throughout the world, and approximately 200 million uh, Arab Muslims. Okay? And, and we cannot bring food to Gaza. Mm. Okay, so and many of us are not even concerned about it. Mm. You see, so yeah, there it is. This is this is the condition that we're in. So this is what this is why we will have leaders like like we have. Mm. I I was I was impressed by the statement you made the other day where you said. Um, if we all, hypothetically speaking, if we all had to spit, which is we Muslims wouldn't do that. You don't find Muslims doing that. Instead, you'll find the Jews doing that to the Christians. There was reports recently of the Jews spitting on the Christians. That is their way. But hypothetically, if we had to do it, it would. It, the result would be that the Jews would drown in our spit if we had to do that. I've seen, as you've been speaking now, I've seen um, Barack Obama. As you've said, he's, he's the first person to start this um, gay aspect. And I've seen that uh, Harvard Kennedy School has labeled him as America's gay, first gay president. And there are other also results which shows that uh, some love letters to his, I don't know what and what, his gay fantasy confession and all of this. It's the first time I've heard that he's, gone to, that he's been to Madrasa. This is the first time I've heard this. Yeah, um... He, his father, you know, Barack Obama's father, uh, from Kenya, went to America for a master's degree. Okay, he met a uh, white woman in the university and fell in love, and they had a child, and and then they married. Okay, mm. uh, after they married, then they had another child, and that was. Uh, Obama. That was Barack Obama. And um, so she was white, white Christian, okay? And the father is uh, African Muslim, 
Okay, they divorce, and he goes back to uh, to Kenya, but she stays in America with uh, the two children. And later, the the mother and and Barak they go to Pakistan for some time, and then Indonesia. While in Indonesia, uh, she married again the mother, another Muslim, Indonesian Muslim man, and they put him in madrasa. <laughs> Okay, a year or, or so, something like that. All right, uh, where he's known as Barry, they they still remember him. They know where his desk was and everything. Okay, and uh, then they came back to America and lived in uh, Hawaii. So when he ran for president, and it was two thousand and eight, um, his his sister, his half sister, okay, from the Indonesian uh, uh, father. The, um, she came to support him in his running for president, and she came in jail. The mm-hmm. gloves, everything. Okay, um, and all of, all of the relatives from his father's side, all Muslim. All right, but uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you look at him, and yeah, this is what this is what he did to mm-hmm. become Muslim. I mean, to become president, he, he, he you know, bartered away his iman and, and his manhood. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there's letters that are in the library um, somewhere in America where he said he, he wrote to his white girlfriend while he was in college that um, he struggled with the idea and he fantasized with, uh, you know, sexual relations or romantic relations with men. He struggled with that. Mm. All right. So th- this is the type of leaders that you have mm. in America that, that we're trying to follow. Mm. Um, they they want to push this type of system of democracy on the Muslims, and you see how it's working in America. Okay? Every day you're putting out uh, things about Biden. You know, everyone says Biden has dementia. Okay, and he's the Democratic uh, candidate, all right, for president again. And who's the Republican? Uh, Donald Trump. Hmm. And he's in court right now. <laughs> he's already been convicted hmm. of, of paying hush money uh, to a, a, a woman that he had uh, sexual relationships that wasn't his wife while he was married. Okay, and he paid money to keep her quiet. So that came out. So uh, he was convicted for that, and now he's in court for something else. Uh, so these are the two candidates that will lead the supposedly the greatest nation in the world. Mm. And, and this is the system that has produced it. 300 million people in America, and these are the two best candidates they have to run their country. Mm. Well, yeah, Allah gives you leaders according to your amal. 100%. Okay, mm. so that that it seems like it works with the Christians. I mean, with the non-Muslims also. Mm. Hmm? Yes, so this and is what they have to pick from. Here in Pakistan, we you know we pick from the Wa Sharif, we pick from Imran Khan, this thing, and all of them are criminals. So none of it has changed. Mm. These are interesting statements. Um, we appreciate your time. Uh, our time is up. Make dua for us. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. You are listening to Marquez Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah, Wal Jamaah.